Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me, as usual, is my co-host and brother, Jesse Gleason. Hello there. <laughs> you made that a sound. <laughs> I need that as my text tone. <laughs> oh, man. Hello there. And speaking of which, we have on the line, as usual, also, is our Florida connection, Florida Senator Phil Jakes. Oh, brace yourself. Another full house sounding one. Oh, brace yourself. Miss you, I miss you. <laughs> Where are you? And I'm so sorry. I cannot sleep. I cannot they dream tonight. So bad. I need somebody in always. <laughs> this sick, strange darkness comes oh. creeping on so haunting. The video is even worse. And as I stared, I counted. <laughs> I can't stop. The cadence is off. (laughs) That's the point. Uh, They couldn't have hit the post if they had a map. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) 1.7. That's pretty high for that one. You suck. Wow. I can't go zero and I can't go 10. I don't know how we keep finding these. We have to be over 100 of these. We. I want to go back and look at how many we've caught of these because there's so many. (laughs) New listeners are probably like, why do you guys play such an awful song? Why is it kind of the same every time? Oh, man. It's an old joke and we're not going to end it. So welcome again. (laughs) Run it into the ground. We're going to, just like everything else. Somebody kill me. (laughs) Just like everything else, we're going to waste this one. All right. Make it end. So, oh, my God. Anyway, I got to just remind everybody that we are inching closer to the end of the season the episodes well i keep saying they're gonna get shorter but they haven't yet this week you might see them start to shorten up a little bit but uh you say that every week sure i know but i i put the you know i put the whatever i'm trying to say out there i you know warn people and uh it doesn't usually end up working out that way but if you know for some reason they don't want to listen to two and a half hours of us talking all the time well that's the case but anyway it doesn't really matter so, again, we take the winter off. We're going to be probably up for as long as NASCAR's going because pretty much all racing ceases unless you live in Australia when NASCAR. Or Florida. Well, or Florida when NASCAR finishes. But we don't live in Florida, and most of our listenership isn't from Florida, even though we give them news from Florida. So, um, yeah, we should be finishing up about what three weeks from now or so, whenever Cup finishes up, and then we'll, we are we going to do a specific episode for the awards and our wishes, or are we just going to lump that into this last episode? I don't know. I know that we always end off with the award show. Yeah, but uh, we got if we're going to do a wish, we could always do it with like filler or whatever if we don't have anything to talk about between now and the next three weeks. I or think so. you know what we'll probably right. do it for the we'll just do it for the last episode when Cup finishes up their championship because there's no local racing. I mean, we've got a couple weeks left where there is some like this weekend. There was a little bit around Seekonk and stuff, and next weekend or this upcoming weekend, I should say, 
Uh, they're going to have some stuff at Waterford with uh, ACT and Pass and Street Stock Regionals. And um, after that, I think they're pretty much done around here because then, then we're getting into November, and usually nobody ever goes into November up here. Uh, well, except the Turkey Derby, but... Yeah, but that's like way into November. That's like Thanksgiving. So, I mean, there's no reason why it's Turkey Derby. So, yeah. But we don't usually cover that. And I don't think I've even ever been to the Turkey Derby, to be honest. I've um, been. You have. I have. Yeah, I've it's never an been. event. It's a really, it's a good event. If you can get around the tolls, <laughs> that's fine. But it is New than, Jersey. Yeah. That's the bad thing is that it's in New Jersey. But other than that, it's, it's not a, a really, bad ride. It's like three and three and a half hours, four hours down. Yeah. It's, it can't be that bad, but I've never been, so. We we took a uh, L- LJ Lamo and a uh, couple of us, we took a detour <laughs> at 3 o'clock in the morning on the way back to avoid tolls by going through New York City. How the hell did you avoid toys. tolls by going through the city? I, do I don't that. know what their plan was. <laughs> I don't think tolls were actually avoided, but, I mean, we went through Don't the you have to tunnel. go through, like, the GW and the tunnel? Don't they take tolls? Yeah. You don't. Yeah, do that. we didn't. We didn't hit the GW at all. Oh, okay. Well, how about uh, we went basically surface streets cut across. What about the Manhattan tap and Z? Did you even hit the Z? Rolls. I don't think so. I think we hit another one. Oh, I don't know. That was so damn long ago. You probably it's just the only hit time the... I've been to New York City in my life. Oh God, I can't even count how many times I've been in that cesspool. All right. So by Fuck the way, that place. Nope. <sighs> I I took nope. Uh, I take that way. I go all the way across A four. All the way down the route, uh, let's see. Did you just stick to 84? I, yeah, 84 down towards, like, Route 209 or whatever, those little, little, like, interstate highways. And then like, like, side highway, yeah, yeah. And then, like, Route, like, 276, and then I worked my way, you know, back east. Through, <laughs> back the other way. <laughs> back the other way through Trenton and, like, 195 or whatever and come up through the back door. Windows up. avoid tolls. Yeah. You you probably spend about the same amount in gas as you would paying the tolls at that point. Pretty much. It's the principle <laughs> of the matter. Yeah, that's like when I drove down to North Carolina. I didn't take anything close to any major city or I-95. It was 84, 81, and then basically stayed on 81 until I hit 77, but you're almost in freaking North Carolina as soon as you hit 77. It's not about the money. It's about sending a message. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because I just got hit with a $50 fine from new york because of their tolls so well apparently i lost my freaking bill it was going to be like three bucks and it ended up being 50 because i lost it and didn't know where it was and couldn't pay it without it so congrats thanks new york assholes all right uh by the way i just wanted to put this out there real quick because uh we read that tribute speech for uh peter fiendaka last week on his passing written by uh bones borsier there and uh, I realized while posting the Instagram for this episode that Pete's number all his career was basically the 135, right? And I posted that picture of one of his later cars on Instagram. It was also episode 135. Oh. Which I found really, really? yeah, it was co- didn't even really do that on purpose. Well, I didn't do it on purpose. Well, obviously the guy doesn't die on purpose. I mean, so it's, you know, that was really I found that to be super coincidental. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. If you're new to our Instagram, we don't just post race cars with the same number as our episodes because we're in triple digits. That's kind of hard to do unless you're on iRacing. Uh, so, that we, yeah, we don't do that. That was just really super coincidental. I figured I'd mention that. By the way, we start the episodes off with personal updates, and obviously it's the end of the season, but we still got a lot of work ahead of us. 
Uh, I'm still working on cars. Uh, I was at Jesse's shop. I found those broken gears. I put uh, his, well, it's my rear, but it's in his car. <laughs> I put that back together to be functional again. I still don't know if the transmission is broken or not. And while I was over there, um, I was looking for steel to try to build my jig, and I don't think that we have enough. So I don't think that'll be happening. Maybe I'll just strip the car all the way down and bring it to his shop and put it on a nice flat floor and see if I can go about fixing it that way because basically it's, well, you just need a flat surface, right? I mean, if you got fixtures, that's one thing, but we don't have fixtures. A flat floor is going to help more than just putting it on jack stands, I guess, but we'll we'll figure that out in the future. And I was over there today, and I dug the uh, frame that I got out, and it looks pretty good. We rolled it over in front of the shop. We're going to start tearing stuff off of it. At least it has a rear end in it, so I got another housing I can use. It's um, a semi-mobile chassis. It's semi-mobile, yeah. It's still got the front. Semi-rolling. It's got the front suspension and steering stuff still in it. It's got the rear end still in it. It's just a bare frame. So I'm going to start hacking that apart as soon as I figure out what I'm going to do to to uh, put the new rear clip in my car. That's going to happen this off-season, and uh, I'm already accumulating parts to do that. Um, I got the thing stripped down as much as I could in the back without cutting parts off because I still need it mobile, maybe. I'm not sure, again, what I'm going to do with it, so... That's an ongoing process at this point. Um, again, future's in the air, but for, for right now, that's what's happening. So, <laughs> all right. Anybody else have any sort of updates? I mean, I could keep going, but I had a doctor's appointment today and I looked on my my chart and it said morbidly obese. Ouch. <laughs> so I don't know if that's rock bottom or not, but I'm going to be switching to uh, Bud Light Platinum. Six percent, and it's got the word light in it, so I assume it's healthy. How many carbs per serving? What's that? <laughs> Is it a four barrel or two barrel? That's uh, um. It doesn't say that. It just says don't hand drink me it. The if, don't hand don't me the drink bottle. it if you're pregnant. Hand me the bottle. Maybe I'll figure it out. I, I it's one of those weirdo blue bottles. It's like, oh boy, what is this crap? All right, Take survey. a sippy poo. Oh, I don't know. So, Oh, it's 5.1. Jess, you're on the right track. Because <laughs> normal beers are like 20 to 30. It says 6 so, on the label. That's 6% alcohol. You got 5.1. So that, yeah. that just means he can drink three times as much and right. not gain weight. Right. That's what I'm saying. A, a Mick Ultra, that's the only reason they made those is because they're like 2.9 carbs per serving. Like if you drink a can of soda, that's like 30 so and like, yeah, I was telling people about my diet because I've lost fifty pounds before. This, I, this I would go soda ahead. in my hands got zero. That's because you're drinking diet coke. Uh, <laughs> diet I got, love the taste. I'm di- sorry, diet soda. That's got aspartame vile. in it. That's liquid cancer. Liquid carcinogens. <laughs> yeah, it's like drinking a, a cigarette. <laughs> drink <laughs> drink a diet Dr Pepper. At least that tastes halfway decent. I mean, this tastes fine to me. I just don't drink soda. I'll just drink a no, water. No, I'm going to drink beer like an adult. <laughs> How did we get off on this, Jesse? Because it's my personal update. It's his personal update. update. And, We're and, working um, on it. It's the slow decline of a once great race car driver. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> topical. Yeah. But, I mean, like I said, if you cut carbs, you lose weight. End of story. It's just easy science. Uh, when I lost 50 pounds, I ate 130 grams of carbs a day. And exercised routinely. Maybe she have a liquid diet. And I literally lost fifty pounds in like three months. Oh God, how like, am I going to ever get in this? I shape just for shredded season? that. I love food. Just go walking. 
Yeah. I, uh, I say all this and I ate a whole pizza tonight. So I walk everywhere. I have a job. <laughs> You've yeah. given up on that diet. For the time being. It'll be coming back in the winter when I am less mobile. But anyway, um, I was trying to think of any other updates I might have. And it's like, eh, not really. <laughs> I don't have a heck of a lot. Like I said, it's it's basically fab season. And uh, if anybody, by the way, I'm probably going to be selling a bunch of stuff. So if anybody sees anything come up online, uh, I'm just getting rid of it to save space. So there, there's a bunch of crap I got to get rid of. It's totally not bent or broken at all. No, it's it's this equipment. Is top shelf stuff. No, nah, basically it's equipment that I can't use. Like I might be selling a set of scales because I don't have a use for them. So um, other stuff. <laughs> don't listen to previous episodes. Don't listen to previous episodes. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh no I, I figured out it was my car that was the problem yeah that's it um yeah other than that i've been toying with the idea of like it's bound up tighter than oprah eating a calzone oh god my car's so awful no, i'm just fixing it just so it'll be right again anyway so i yeah i'm just at the point where i'm debating where i want to cut it and uh how i want to put it together like measuring it and like if i want to put it on a flat floor i bet you that would help but I would need to do measurements like to make fixtures and stuff just so I can weld it up properly. And I'm probably... sure someone out there has a jig that can help you out, though. Yeah, I know. And you keep If suggesting... you're going to load it up on the trailer to take it over to Jesse's, you can load it up on the trailer to take it anywhere. Well, the problem is, is um, I know that there are fellow racers of mine that have jigs and stuff. And I know that there's places that, you know, do chassis work, like dedicated chassis people, like businesses. Um, but I don't trust taking my chassis to like a fellow competitor because it's the only thing I can afford to do. Because it's like, well, what reason do they have to help me? You know what I mean? You don't. What do you do? You you work on your competitors' cars to help them make it faster? No, why, I do. Why would you do that? Friendship, camaraderie. I, I mean, I would. I mean, sense of community. I would appreciate all of that, but like no. I'm super neurotic, so I'm like, nope, you're just telling me things to screw me up. So, <laughs> like, people walk up to me and they're like, oh, I see you're struggling. This is what we're running, and I'm like, okay, so uh, you're yeah, trying to make not me slower. Everything, the same setup doesn't always work from chassis to chassis. Everything, like even our RFD cars, mine is a little different from Daniel's. Daniel's is a little different from Taylor's. That one's different from Tim's. Like. They're all a little bit of a variation. So, I mean, what works for the chassis is what's more important than what someone else is running. Well, if I had a straight chassis, maybe something would actually work. But well, we're getting to that point. You know, I was looking at my car, and I'm like, I don't know if this thing's ever had a rear clip. Because I was told when I got it that it had been basically everything had been fixed on it. Everything had been changed. Everything had been clipped, except for, like, the left side door bars. And I'm like... I don't know if that's actually the truth. And I looked at it and I'm like, I don't see where the rear clip has ever been touched in this car. So I don't think it's ever been changed. So there's another piece that's going to go missing on it. So yeah, we're just at the point where everyone else is at start working before it gets cold out. And, uh, if what's cold, if it would stop raining on the only days off that I have every week, that would be even better. If it didn't show up at all during the summertime. And now when we don't need the rain, we're getting it. It's like, oh, thanks. Appreciate it. Fall in New England. Yep. Fall is the same as uh, spring, except it's death instead of birth. Right. Why don't we move into the second and most 
beloved segment of the show by pretty much everybody else. Oh yeah, I have no updates. <laughs> well, I, I had I gave you a chance, but uh, yeah, I guess not. So, all right, <laughs> we'll move into <laughs> the Darf comment of the week, oh, and it's not related to Phil. Still, we got to make a ringtone. I swear to God. All right. This week's Darf comment of the week comes to us from Twitter. I actually found it this week. Can you believe it? Usually I have to lean on Phil or submissions, but uh, usually Phil. <laughs> Darf Hunter. <laughs> uh, Certified Darf Hunter. He's a Darf Savant. <laughs> his, his, he should change his Twitter nice. handle to Darf Hunter 69 I, or something. Darf I apparently Wrangler. just follow idiots. Well, if you follow Jeff Whatever. Gluck, well, there's Jeff, a lot of idiots associated with that account. Yeah, but he's not, which is even worse. You know, he's not an idiot, but everybody right. seems to congregate to him. He's like one of those people where crazy just kind of like finds their way to him. It's like my wife. She's totally normal and adjusted person, and like the crazy, sort of. well, most of the way, but crazy just finds her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she eats oh, stuff like from the, the, the 13th century, Brent. I don't find that normal. Oh, yeah, it's the same thing with I mean, following someone like uh, Jenna Fryer. You're going to always come across those, that group of people. Yeah, they just congregate around. People just, I don't know if it's like. Well, that's a simp, that's a simp uh, element to it, too. So. She's not that hot. Uh, <laughs> In a dorky way. So there, there's simps for everybody, Brent. If you're famous and a female on TV, there's a simp you know for it's You know what's freaking hilarious? <clears throat> I'm on. I watch TikTok because I get bored, just because there's some funny stuff on there, and um, there'll be just a random like hot girl that scrolls up on the my screen. The courts won't let me own a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> You're not on some list, no, are you? No. Oh, okay, just checking. But I I'll scroll through and no. I'll see like, oh, there's a guy working on a big rig, which I don't know why I get that because I don't really look for stuff on big rigs, and then I'll see somebody cooking, and I'm like, why? I don't like watching cooking shows but there's one guy who's pretty funny and then i'll flip it again there'll be a hot girl and it'll just have a song in the background and the text will pop up on the screen and it's like i like i i'm super weird i like older guys with dad bods i'm like wow you're really fishing for the simps aren't you Mm -hmm. and i'm just like swipe keep moving keep it moving honey you know i'm not interested fuck off (laughs) seriously (laughs) you selling i ain't buying they're just like I think they've all found out that they can, like, or they finally found out, you know, the Xennials or whoever the hell they are that are now on TikTok, they finally found out that they can manipulate losers into giving them money, so they just... <laughs> you're, talking, you're talking about the last four, last 20 million years? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying evolution. it's the... It, oh, Gen Z. That's who I'm talking about. I'm sorry. I was saying Xennials. I'm like a generation behind here. Or a half generation behind. I think it's Gen Z, is... the new ones. They finally figured out that they can manipulate people on the internet for money, so they're diving in head first. And you get to see how stupid everyone really is. Oh my god, I read the comments on all of them, and I'm like, wow, you people are losers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> I'm so oh, glad. Jesus. So glad I'm not one of them. Anyway. Speaking of simps, uh, I'm sure this one has plenty of them, even though she's not probably interested in it. It's Jamie Little on Twitter. 
Yeah, she's got to have you know, you know, thousands of zimps. Oh, millions of them. Probably. She's not, you know, I don't even find her that hot or whatever. It's just, it's just one of those things where if you're a famous woman on TV, there'll be plenty of there's them. There's going to be plenty of them, right? And I like her. She's great for the sport. Very. I like her in the booth. I like in sports cars. Oh yeah, she's sports actually, cars she's pretty. Yeah, cool. she's really good in that. She's yeah. clever as as hell. Yeah, I like her in the booth. Uh, let's see. She says on Twitter. Tony Stewart will make his NHRA driving debut in Las Vegas next weekend. He'll run a top alcohol dragster for McPhillips Racing, and she um, tags NASCAR on Fox in that because obviously it's going to be on NASCAR. It's going to be on Fox, I believe. Brian Loans is their uh, anchor, and um, yep. Fox covers it obviously. So, one of the comments, <laughs> oh boy, from this person named Tim Walgren. Think Walgreens, but cut off. Uh, at T-W-F-R-O-M-A-Z. Not sure where he got all that from. What's his picture, anyway? It's a horse. It's a bot. Is it a horse? It is a horse. What the hell's wrong with you? Or is that a cow? Doesn't matter. It's livestock of some sort. Anyway, this guy's livestock. Anyway, so um, he replies, really don't care. Hope he doesn't run over anyone. Okay. Good so our, <laughs> is it 2011 our, again? 2014 actually. Uh oh, I don't know. Our theory runs true yet again that race fans are the dumbest in all sports. Uh by the way, anybody not familiar with what this idiot is referencing, it is the 2014 Kevin Ward Tony Stewart incident during a sprint car race in New York where Ward was killed when he ran out on track to confront Stewart after an incident, and Stewart caught Ward with his right rear tire, and Ward was run over. Yeah, well, I know. I mean, you just if if you're not going to like somebody, you're just going to bring up the like the you're going to drop the atom bomb like the worst possible thing you could try to say mm-hmm. to somebody. Yeah. So it's it's just one of those things, you know. So, Internet and, and, muscles. Yeah, and some people, you know, they they have a bad mm-hmm. incident like that, and they'll just never let it down. No. Okay. You know, like. Uh, uh, Top Gear's Richard Hammond, he crashed the jet car. Yep. And then, you know, Top Gear's Richard Hammond, he crashed the... Uh, 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 oh, the electric car. The electric car. He crashed their endurance car. Yep. Um, he crashed everything. Oh, the Jaguar. The Jaguar. It, it, he kind of crashed everything, so he kind of never lets that go. Right. And then there's also the jet dryer incident with Montoya. Right. Know, so those. nobody ever lets so Montoya live it down, even though he's that. won the... Monaco Grand Prix, the twenty-four hours the, of the Daytona. Hours. He's won Even the twenty-four hours of Le Mans. Even though what caused that is a suspension failure. Right, right. They won't so, let it go. They won't let that go. That's but um, I believe Stewart also settled a civil suit later between the Ward family because it was far less expensive to do so than to take the case to trial, pay all the legal fees on that, and plus having the case in the hands of a complete wild card with a jury. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it either. I think settling was probably the smart thing to do there. Anyway, um, this guy's not only saying that he doesn't care that Stewart is going NHRA racing, which clearly he does since he took the time to comment. Yep. If you don't care, you just move along. Uh, so obviously he does. But then he brings up a tragic accident that Stewart was involved in eight years ago. So the question I have to ask is, who hurt you, sir? <laughs> Why bring this kind of thing up? Huh? Nobody asked you. Nobody made reference to this. 
So are you one of those un- insufferable people who just believe the ideas they come up with in their own heads because they're too lazy to read the facts? Oh, by the way, are you going to say the same thing about Clint Boyer when Fox resumes its NASCAR coverage next year? Because he hit somebody. Clint hit somebody on a A meth addict. A meth addict that was on a highway off-ramp in the dark that he couldn't see who ran out in front of his car, and he hit her and killed her. That's why he disappeared from Twitter for a while and was off broadcast at the end of Fox's uh, first half of the season this year. That's what happened. So are you going to say that about Clint Boyer, too? Or are you just not going to say anything bad because you like Clint Boyer over Tony Stewart for whatever reason and you're just an asshole? My guess is the latter reason. You're just an asshole. You lash out at the world because you don't get the attention your mother never gave you and you want everyone else to be a bitter curmudgeon like you. So Tim Walgren at T-W-F-R-O-M-A-Z on Twitter. Shut up. Nobody likes a negative person. So how about trying to be that? or not be that, instead of being an asshole. But since you are an asshole, you win our DARF comment of the week. And um, may God have mercy on your soul, etc. I wish he'd be a negative person. I wish Tony Stewart ran him over. I, I wish he'd be <laughs> gone. Oh, you mean, like, okay. Not existing. <laughs> Ouch. Negative human existence. He should have been a... Bright red lump on the end of a coat hanger. <laughs> oh, oh my god! The best part of him ran down Can his mother's leg. Can your parents have any children that live? <laughs> oh, we're getting punchy at the end of the year. I think. Oh, oh my god! Christ. So, by the way, we have a new segment on the show, <laughs> which is pretty awesome. By the way, <laughs> this is breaking news: we're we're canceled. News from last Finally. week. By the way, news from last week that we missed because we released the show too early. That's our new segment. Because all news seems to come out on Tuesdays, and we release the show on Mondays so that we're actually topical, and then they make it not topical by releasing it on Tuesday. Brilliant. Okay, here's a great talking point. I thought you were gonna leave it running. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's just move to Saturday. Uh, let's see. No. <laughs> Bubba Wallace was, in fact, suspended for one race for the incident he and Kyle Larson had at Las Vegas. We had previously kind of thought that he would receive a big penalty or have some kind of uh, point point penalty, fine, etc. But that was not the case. They dropped a little bit of a hammer on him because uh, they gave him a one-race suspension. Freddie Kraft, his spotter, came on Twitter after the announcement and said one word, unprecedented wrong freddy it is not unprecedented (laughs) because only a handful of years ago matt kenseth was suspended two races for intentionally wrecking joey logano so no what did i say last week about i can't wait to hear what comes out of his front out of his mouth well we all saw what came out of his mouth what's he doing I suck cock, and I love it. Yummy, 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 yummy. I I didn't think he would get a suspension just based on his stature in the sport and kind of the... Matt Kenseth was a fucking champion. Yeah, I know, but I don't think he had the focus on him and the draw that Bubba does right now. Like, there's a lot of hate for Bubba, but there's a big draw for him, too. So I thought that they would kind of... If it was Cody Ware doing it, he'd be gone for the rest of the year. I don't know if that's true or not. I 
don't but, think they would. You think they would give him the biggest suspension in the history of NASCAR? No, I just think they it, it would have been more. Nah, I don't but really think so. I thought. I mean, I we thought. have we have we have precedents. There, you cut this. Yeah, you can cut it. Fuck they, it. We got to. They dis- also did make a rule change. Yeah. I mean, we're going to discuss it anyway because um, yeah, Matt Kenseth was the rule change. He went into the garage area with the sole intent to come out and do uh, premeditative uh, vehicular assault <laughs> on, on Joey Logano, which <laughs> which I was actually okay with because I don't you know I don't blame I know, him, but, it's, but it's still it's not then, right, and you still the you know you still got a two race suspension on that. Yep. Yeah, but since then we've had we've had. A number of incidents really similar to this, and nothing really happened. Carson Hosevar fucking wrecked a guy right rear in him, and he never got a damn thing. He never even didn't got even a get fine. Black flag because he's their darling. He's the yeah. He's the wimpy fucking it, tall wispy kid who gets all the attention for being well, self deprecating. He's a pile of exactly, shit. Exactly. Yeah that that goes exactly back to what I was saying. Like I didn't think he was going to get suspended just because of that, and I hoped for one based on the rule changes they made after the William Byron situation, but you never well, know. NASCAR is so inconsistent. Here's yeah, that's the, the only thing that's consistent about NASCAR is how they're consistent, how they're consistently inconsistent. Here's one thing that NASCAR needs to do if they have any hope of bringing anything back. They need to do stuff like this. They need to, con- they need to have more control over the races. They need to have more discipline because they need to reinstill a specific level of respect. If you right. watch, if you watch the highest uh, form of motorsport, apparently, and the most popular form of motorsport, Formula One, I know we don't want it to be that way, but that's what it is. And I'll tell you later at the end of the show why. Um, they have a huge amount of policing. I mean, if you dip a wheel off the track too many times, they'll penalize you. If you leave your pit stall like in an aggressive manner, they'll penalize you. Basically, you have to play within a very, very tight box, and if you're really super aggressive too, they'll penalize you. Uh, NASCAR got away from the whole idea of making people, essentially making the drivers respect each other by penalizing them and telling them, hey, have at it, and it just opened the gates to disrespect and bullshit. If I ever, never, ever hear that phrase ever again, I'll be a happy man. I didn't say the exact phrase for that I, reason. I, I know, but yeah. it's... For that reason. Yeah. But... I want to go take my own advice every time I hear that reason. If you... If you are... If you're familiar with local short tracks, you see that there's a a very heavy amount, especially around here, of policing going on. If you run into someone and spin them out, where do you go? You go to the back. Yep. If you wreck someone intentionally, you go away. If you fight in the pits, you go away. Like there's it's very heavily policed at the tracks that are the most successful on short tracks. So what NASCAR really needs to do is they need to set this precedent. Hey, if you fuck around, you find out you get suspended for wrecking someone on purpose, even if we think that you did it. By our judgment, right. if you wreck someone on purpose, you get you go away. You I know think, what's funny? I think if they get to a point where they spin somebody out, you should go to the back. You know what I mean? They should start policing races. You know what's funny? I heard on a different broadcast, I believe it's one of the Sirius XM things, where 
their pro- their show they they were saying that the Carson horse face of our incident with him in the lap car, right rear in the lap car, yeah, wasn't the same thing as uh, Bubba Wallace and Kyle Larson. So, except wrecking- I think that Kyle, <laughs> except I think that the Carson horse face of our one was a lot worse. It was because I think that it was, was more egregious. Because whereas Bubba Wallace's was like a heated a moment kind of thing, yeah. His his was a little bit more pre- premeditated. Was like I need a caution. I need a caution now. And he used somebody's a, a low budget team in a division that doesn't get a lot of finances anyway, back end or front end. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. Phrasing. So <laughs> yeah, back end so or front end. yeah, so they, <sighs> so that that poor team gets nothing and he gets away with it too. So well, I think that, that was more. They were egregious. racing for position there too. Yeah, Bubba, yes, Bubba, Bubba and the other guy. Yeah, they were racing for position. Yeah, that, that's another thing. And so, and I was just, and the reasoning why they said that on the on the program was that, oh, uh, well, in the Cup Series level, they have to be held to a higher standard. But that doesn't make any sense to me because they can't be held at a higher standard if they don't have a if they don't have any standards below them. Because how do they learn? Oh, we can do whatever we want until we get to the Cup Series. Then okay, then you know, then we have high standards or whatever that's kind of backwards to me if you don't hold the lower divisions to high standards how do you expect them to hold high standards when they get to the upper levels Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense yeah but they do need the police races they need to make these drivers understand that respect is necessary in racing they need to again it's a standard thing if you're gonna have your product be considered one of the most um, high level, most talented, you know, biggest draw motorsport. But you allow them to just run roughshod over each other and wreck each other and spin each other out for wins, and there's no consequence. That's not that. That doesn't show talent. That doesn't. I mean, it's the exact opposite of what you're claiming. Oh, these are the best drivers in the world. Then why do you just wreck some guy for the win? I was gonna say someone's gonna get hurt, but. They have at this point. They've already gotten hurt. Yeah. Plenty of them have gotten hurt already. We don't need to take any more unnecessary risks. No. So you police this. You know? uh, Of course it's going to come with some kind of opposition from the fans. They'll be saying, well, NASCAR's making sure X driver wins, and they're making calls against this guy, but not this guy. Of course they're going to say that. Well, no matter what. They say it already, and they don't even do it. NASCAR got criticized for this already. You know, they no matter what they could do, they're not going to ever win. No, they're they're too far down the rabbit hole. They just they're never going to win. No, no matter what they do. So, what you need is strong leadership, and you know, I agree with this call. You know, it makes the you know the fine is adequate. Yeah, I mean or the the penalty is adequate, not fine. Yeah, it's fine. I don't <sighs> mind. You know, it, I don't mind drivers getting suspended. For Don't doing this, it. I wish, I oh, wish all un- the previous ones happened, and I wish, I wish that they got uh, fined or suspended too. I know the teams are out here bitching that it's unprecedented, but how do you make a step forward without doing it? Without adding precedents, just do you it. Know, you know, it's ridiculous though. Is is you get suspended one race for wrecking someone, but four races for a wheel falling off, right? Yeah, which I find to be a bit ridiculous. When, when We've you're always not even the guy that did it, we. We've since the beginning. We've already been saying that the four race thing is too long. It you is know? too long. 
I, I and you know something, even if like I'll play devil's advocate, even if NASCAR said I'll go into the wood after whatever, even if NASCAR said, Hey, listen, that's a wheel that could fly off and if someone hits that wheel, you can kill somebody, then that's on you. You know, I can almost understand that except for the fact that they leave loose wheels onto the racetrack all the time without throwing a yellow if it if it interferes with pit stops and whatnot. I. e. Kansas. Yeah, let the whole uh, place cycle through pit stops before throwing the yellow. Right. And then they will... So if safety's paramount, then why don't they throw the yellow when it happens instead of waiting? Like so. they used to. They used to right. do that. Now they don't. Oh, we we, we want to alter the race by not altering the race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know we're sounding critical, but the only way you're going to exact any change is by being critical. We're not saying shut it down. We're saying fix it. You know what I mean? It's just ridiculous. Yeah, anyway. they cater to that DARF community. Yeah, if so. they created to the DARF, if they created to the DARF community, they have their voices. So where's our voices? So now We're everyone the- has a voice. You know, I was gonna so, and everyone shouting. You know, this is <laughs> this is actually a discussing topic that I was gonna bring up later at the end of the show, but we might as well do it now. Um, Form- Formula One was in Circuit of the Americas on Sunday, right? And Circuit of the Americas is Texas. Didn't hear don't don't know anything about it. Right. We weren't I didn't watch it. Yeah. I'm just seeing what came from it, but bear with me for one moment, okay? Okay. Um I didn't watch it because after the first quarter of this season it got really boring because Max Verstappen's won thirteen races. Right. Boring. But it's um in, but Formula One was in Texas and Texas has the death penalty. Correct. So you're saying that they should get the death penalty. No, I'm okay. saying that <laughs> I'm saying this because this is part of our discussion topic. A record a record-breaking 440,000 people attended the US Grand Prix in Texas. Wow. That's nearly 200,000 more people than the race saw in 2018, which I think is when they came or whatever. And it makes this year's race phrasing <laughs> It makes this year's race the most attended three-day weekend Why? in Formula One history. All. Most attendance. Why? The most attendance in Formula One's history. Not in America. Everywhere. It must be all that side-by-side, wheel-to-wheel passing. No. <laughs> I'm I'm curious about one thing though. They they say most uh spectators in one weekend. Mm-hmm. But how does NASCAR rate their attendance? Do they go merely by grandstand numbers? Probably campers and grandstands. That's a great question, Phil. And one and I would over love how to many hear days because there wasn't guys people who came on Friday that came on Saturday and Sunday. And they weren't, you know. Well, to be fair, did you watch? Yeah, that's true. Did you watch the three-day weekend that NASCAR had at Coda? No, Didn't... I was at a racetrack. Well, because no, I watched. Important. I watched and I saw the grandstands. They were not full every day. Formula One oh. was there this weekend. They were full every day. How many people does uh, Coda hold in the grandstand areas? <sighs> I don't really know, but uh, Sorry, just we throwing can... a whole bunch of things out here, just out of curiosity. I, I, what if the grandstands at Coda only hold like thirty-five thousand, and the grandstands well, at Homestead hold like eighty? Well, the problem is, is that they have that huge front stretch grandstands, but they also have grandstands all around the track. 
Right. Like I was watching smaller. videos. I'm from, just curious. Yeah, let's look up the the grandstand capacity at Coda. That's not it. <laughs> I don't think it's nine thousand people. Job Google. Thanks Google. That helps. <laughs> I really don't think it's uh, nine thousand people because those grandstands are quite large down the front stretch. You're talking nine thousand seats is like Stafford. Yeah, <laughs> that's well. Home- Homestead seats fifty five thousand. Right. For comparison's sake. We'll figure it out eventually, but it doesn't really matter because unless NASCAR can bring up these numbers and tell me that they had this many people at a race, then... Circuit of the Americas has a seating capacity... I don't know. It <laughs> says 120,000, but I'm not believing. I guess I could based on the first Well, grade. I mean, Indianapolis can seat, what, 300 there's a huge number of people at, at Indianapolis. About 350,000, 400,000. Yeah, you can have 350,000 people at, at Indianapolis for the 500. So, yeah, I mean. It says the seating capacity is between 120 and 150. Yeah, so there's a rotating amount of people showing up, I'm guessing. Yeah. Well, that and whoever's in the infield, they, they probably measured. Right. Either. I mean, again, they're measuring metrics throughout the entire weekend, probably. Uh, this brings up my important question that we've already been talking about. Why do people absolutely show out for F1, but not for NASCAR? Is it the spectacle that they bring, the exclusivity, uh, or has NASCAR cheapened its product down so far and dumbed it down to the point people no longer view it as both entertaining or exciting? Uh, I kind of think it's little bit of B and a little bit of C. I don't get it. I mean, in the quest to attract viewers, did they go in the wrong direction and were too inept to figure it out when the FIA simply stayed the course for their product and just made small tweaks here and there? Yeah, but it's Formula One, though. I mean, they don't pass in Formula One. It's a, then why are it's they so a, popular? It's the fastest parade lap. If anything, if if you're going to go somewhere else, it should be the IndyCar. But they like actually I said, have side by side racing. That's every not now the. And then. That's really not the point, though, because why are these people showing up? I, I think don't it's know. the glitz and glamour and, and the star power that it has internationally compared to like IndyCar is pretty much local to this continent. NASCAR never goes outside the United States, it seems anymore. Um, or have ever like it's twice. The international appeal of the rich and famous. Yeah, it's a I traveling mean, show of like the biggest racing stars, supposedly. I guess. Yeah, I mean they brand themselves based on that, and they pump it up like it's true. And I mean, you gotta wonder. It makes me wonder sometimes because you see these guys come out and like Kimi, he he got in a NASCAR Cup car and was respectably quick right away. Yeah. It didn't take him long to get up to speed, and, and for someone to come out of a completely different discipline to get in that and adapt that well that quick kind of speaks a lot. I think that there's a lot behind this, though, because um, Formula One, yeah, obviously it's different. There's a lot of different dynamics to it, but there is something that they have that's much better than NASCAR, and that is revenue sharing. And I know that Michael Jordan and 2311 have been talking about this because they're familiar with other forms of entertainment and uh, sporting businesses, <clears throat> like the NBA has a different cost or revenue-sharing program. Apparently, NASCAR's revenue-sharing program is so lopsided that 
it almost doesn't make sense to a lot of people who have not been in it because they said something like 90 something percent of the revenue goes to NASCAR and like the rest goes to the teams where it's not even close to that in any other. I'm getting to a different point here. Yeah. Um, It's not a communist thing. It's, it's more along the lines of, it's not, It's it's more along the lines of NASCAR spreading what they get. I know that sounds communist, but spreading money amongst the team so that they don't have to rely on pay drivers, on sponsorship that they bring, that they can actually get lower dollar sponsors, attract more teams into the sport, and they can actually bring in better talent that's not just money bringing themselves into the sport. Because you've got a lot of people in the sport who are there based solely upon what How much money, money they, they Look at Eric Almarola. The guy's a wet paper towel, and, I mean, once in a great while, the guy can, you know blind squirrel his way into a win but the reason and the sole reason that he is in the 10 car is because he has a sponsor that pays the whole season in smithfield yeah think think about the entire field how many of those cars do you see with one sponsor on the car all year long if sponsorship was not an option would you have ryan priest or eric almarola in the 10 car Ryan Priest. All it's day. a no-brainer. No, no question. Yeah. That's yeah. why a lot of these people are starting to get on the revenue-sharing bandwagon. They want to bring more money to the teams so that they can get higher-quality talent without having to bring so much money into the sport. This is this is um, a little off offsided, but if if people they Dan Hanlon and Michael John Walker compare NASCAR to stick and ball sports and everything. It's not even closely re- related. Besides the op- besides the logistics of you know one one team plays one team at a time. You know they have thirty six teams. No, playing I mean they're at, just talking time. about um, revenue economic. Sharing. That's right. But if they want, if, but here's the deal: mm-hmm. if they want the if they want the same type of economic sharing that the NBA and the MLB and the NFL does, you know what they're going to have to do? They're all going to have to come together. All thirty-six teams, and guess what? They're going to have to buy out NASCAR. <laughs> Which guess what, man? Because could you imagine? That's the only way. Because who owns the NBA? Who owns major Major League Baseball? Who owns the NFL? Nobody. Well, not really nobody, but everybody. Okay. The, like say, like the NBA. The NBA is a large collective group of all the franchises and is equally owned by all 30 teams. The same way about football. The same way about baseball. The same way about hockey. They all own the, the teams own the league. Yeah, it's it's much much different, and I know that it's never probably going to be that way, yeah. but it can be better. NASCAR. I mean, is NASCAR owned by people. NASCAR. NASCAR. <laughs> NASCAR is owned by NASCAR. NASCAR it's is a giant. Way too different. Here's the thing, though. NASCAR is a giant conglomerate when you think about it. Who owns half the racetracks? NASCAR. NASCAR does. NASCAR. SMI owns pretty much the other half. I mean, how many independents are really left? Roger Penske is the only one. Four, maybe. Probably Penske because Dover got bought, so that's two tracks. It's Roger um, Penske, Indy, California, and Michigan. That's and it. Pocono. Pocono, yeah, the Mattiolis used to own that, but do they still own that? No, I think someone else does now. That get bought out by. Uh, I don't think uh, they own Bruton Smith or whatever. The no, I don't think they bought it. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. I mean, 
what the hell? Sorry. <laughs> New oh, about us. Let's see. Damn it. Other information. Nope. Yeah, I'm really bad at this. This is on the fly here, but um, I'd love to know who the hell owns the place. It says Pocono is one of the few NASCAR tracks not owned by either NASCAR or Speedway Motorsports. Okay, so they're an independent still. That's what I thought, but whatever. Um, so that's one. It's owned by Matco Inc. Matt. M-A-T-T-C-O. Oh, so it's Mattioli still technically own it then, I'm guessing. Yeah, the Mattioli families are listed as at the s- operators. Yeah, at some po- at somewhere along the line, a Mattioli still technically owns the track, I'm guessing. Because <laughs> I know Joseph yeah, it owned it like and he died. So it's probably a board of directors or something. Um, So there's that. But yeah, there's not a lot of independent tracks. We're, I mean, I'm digging for it, and I can't think of a hell of a lot. I mean... Again, not much, again whatever, left, really. whatever Penske owns and Pocono, and again, Dover got bought out, so that was Dover and Nashville Super Speedway. So those two got bought out by SMI. Um, other than that, I think New Hampshire used to be. That's gone. Um, uh, I'm trying to think again. North Wilkesboro, that got bought 25 years ago, so we all know that's not independent. Nope. Daytona's owned by NASCAR. Talladega's owned by NASCAR? Yep. Okay, so there you go. Uh, Circuit of the Americas is technically just leased. It's leased by SMI, but that could change at any minute. Watkins Glen. Oh, Watkins Glen might be owned by Watkins Glen. So L.A. Coliseum. That's not really a track. Lucas Oil Raceway Park, when they go there, that's owned by the NHRA, which is... They don't go there. (laughs) Yeah, that's... No, the trucks do. Yeah, but that's the trucks. Let's be fair. But yeah, that's that's if you're gonna yeah the finances. Who owns Gateway? Gateway? Yeah, that might be an independent track. I'm it not is. sure. Curtis Frankios. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Yeah, there's, but that's. I mean, we're digging for it, and would we come up with six or seven tracks on thirty race, thirty six race schedule? Yeah, that's not a lot. So I mean, you think about it. NASCAR owns the sanctioning body, and they own a ton of racetracks and it's like yeah i think nascar owns homestead right yeah i I believe so yeah yes no Uh, we're dead airing it over here so anyway um yeah i don't know if we're ever gonna really yeah that's a yes i don't know if we're ever gonna see the profit sharing that teams really need in order to be a little bit more successful and not have to rely on sponsor dollars. Obviously, sponsor dollars would never go away. But it would be interesting to see if they could ever, ever come to some sort of agreement where that would actually be the case. Nope. All the teams would have to buy out NASCAR. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, you look at stick and ball sports, they all own their own stadiums. Yep. And then they are all basic partners in one giant sanctioning body or conglomerate. They own, they own the merch. They own all yeah. the little knickknacks and collectibles, and they own everything. Yep. So there's that. All right, I don't think we're ever going to see that happen, but, I mean. Good luck, guys. Yeah, best of luck to you. Ain't going to happen. So I think that'll probably, we went off on a huge tangent, but I think that'll close our news from last week that we missed because we released the show too early segment. Yeah, that was an hour. (laughs) Brilliant. Uh, So there was a couple of races that happened this weekend, and I actually got to watch one of them. 
as a subscriber of Racing America, I got to watch for free the ACT race. I'll talk about that later because it was uh, some something at Seekonk this weekend, the Haunted 100 or something like that. But it was uh, they had Tri-Track and ACT and uh, some other stuff that I must have missed. <laughs> Sorry. I was hoping that our uh, Seekonk correspondent would have been there, but I didn't hear from him. So it's like he must have been busy. But that's okay. We had another Seekonk correspondent because we had Bonsa Tufa there, who is a listener of the show. Sorry. <laughs> sorry you have to listen to this. <laughs> sorry we uh, told you that you listened to the show. Yeah, well, I'm, sorry we had, <laughs> I'm sorry we admitted in public that you listened to us. It's like, oh, God. You'd probably listen rather to listen to us than deal with Kyle Ricky. Sometimes. <laughs> to be fair, Kyle also listens, and we appreciate his listens as well. <laughs> Well, um, Kyle tried to kick me out of Stafford, so. What? Well, what did you do? You do? Well, it must have been your. you told me. Well, it must have been your fault because you screwed up. <laughs> what would you do? No, that's what you told me. You told me I was banned from Stafford by him. Oh, what the hell was that for? I forget now. I don't remember. Uh, I know it was jokingly said, but I know that. Oh, uh, yeah. obviously. It was very obviously joking. Um, but Bonce has <laughs> got to me, and he said, hey, by the way, I got some uh, notes for the tri-track race if you want i said i can i can use what i can get because i wasn't there i wanted to very go much appreciated oh yeah very much so he gave me a link to the uh race day ct article and uh all sorts of good stuff but uh i wanted to go but as i work on saturdays and they started this thing pretty early i'm like yeah it's not gonna happen i would have showed up halfway through the thing and yeah, I would have missed most of it, and I want to watch all of it if I'm going to be there. I think they had Legends cars. They had ACT, Tri-Track. They had something else. I know they had, the Legends cars was like a $2,000-to-win race. They had the Granite State Pro Stocks there, too, I believe. They had some kind of Pro Stocks there. I don't know if it was Pass or Granite State. Must have been. I could have looked this up in the time that I've <laughs> been talking about it, and I just didn't. So... All right, I at least got to watch one of them because Racing America had it on for subscribers, and I didn't have to pay for it. You didn't have to pay extra for I it? I didn't have to pay extra Whoa. for it. Yeah, it was no great. No pay-per-view event. No, it was actually good. I could watch it. They might be doing that again this weekend for the ACT race at Waterford. I'm not sure. I'd have to go check the lineup. Jeez, it's almost like this paid prescription is like for free. Yeah, the subscription that I paid the money for almost seems to be paying off. Weird. Uh, anyway, so Bonza got to me. He mentions that there was a wreck in the heat race, one of the heat races. J.R. Bertuccio wrecked when he went into, I think it was turn oh, one. Oh, you see the video on that? Oh. Oh, my God. Thro- his, thr- his throttle stuck going into one on the very first lap, and he slammed the wall. I'm like, man. Yeah, Seekonk has that video up on their, oh. on their Facebook page. or saw that. I think some other yeah, people had it up. I think, yeah. um, what's that other podcast there? BFP. Yeah, BFP yeah, had, had it up. and. I mean, Seekonk's a little racetrack, but it's also a very wide racetrack. So if you got a stuck throttle, you've still got a long way to go before you hit the wall. Yeah, the inside groove is like a quarter of a mile. The outside groove, I think, is a third of a mile. <laughs> I think so. Like, the place is really wide. I, I think it's like 60 or 70 feet wide. Yeah, I th- I've heard it was like That's 75 yeah. feet, and I'm like, Jesus, that place is wide. That's a lot. Yeah. So he he had his throttle stick going into one briefly. He he briefly uh, rode the wall on his side. Um, more on someone who did something similar later. Uh, I guess he got out okay. So Chuck Hosfeld, Anthony Nocella were on the pole or on the front row, I should say. 
Uh, Hosfeld led the first 15 or so laps until the first caution came out. Max Zackham didn't have a great night. He was black flagged for leaking. And then he was given the, hey, we're not scoring you any more flags. Uh, so instead of pulling into the pits, he stopped in turn four, just shy of the pit entrance to bring out the caution. Um, he was penalized a lap and wasn't eligible for the lucky dog free pass for the rest of the race. So he eventually parked it. Uh, he had a bad day. He had a broken rocker arm during practice, got black flagged in the heat for jumping the start twice, which they did not agree with, by the way. Then they had left front suspension damage after getting caught up in another heat race incident, et cetera, et cetera. He just had a bad day. He's been really good lately, but that was just a <laughs> bad day. I, I heard some different things about that incident. People were wondering why he got black flagged it, or if he was actually leaking. Uh, I know that uh, Les Rose, I think he helps out with that car. And I know that he was uh, a little upset because I don't, I don't know if they were actually leaking or not, but I didn't really, I don't remember what he posted on Facebook, but it was a little bit more cordial than I expected. So um, let's see. The race resumed. Hosfeld leads, con- or continues to lead, I should say. A uh, couple more cautions come out. One for Matt Galco spinning in turn one. By the way, um, I just want to go into this real quick. I'm sorry for the delay, but uh, I believe I don't want to say it right away. Hang on a second. I I just I got to search for him. Hang on. Bear with me, please. We do not edit this show. Yes, thank you. Okay, I got it. He's okay. I'm surprised. No, this was Jesse just. It's just Jeopardy that quick. <laughs> he doesn't need to. It's on the board. <laughs> I just look for the just, J word. That's the only one I have. I just oh, Jesus he, Christ too. He posted it on his Facebook because I I didn't want to put anything up unless he posted it publicly. But um, Galco, his mother passed away on uh, this weekend, I believe. So he posted that today like nine hours ago as a recording um and she must have passed away over the weekend but uh, it was a very private thing so i do want to send condolences out to uh, matt galco and his family that's a hard thing to do and a hard thing to go through um let's see so he had a bad day spun out in turn two let's see one for carl medieros spinning in turn four one for kyle bonsignor spinning in turn four as well Bonsa says he's thinks it's in that, that order, but not 100% sure. It doesn't really matter as long as, you know, it doesn't matter. They're all cautions. It doesn't matter what order they're in. Um, I think Bonsa was actually uh, announcing this race. Uh, he was there with, shit, I can't remember who Kevin? he was. Was he with Kevin Boucher? I don't know. I'm just it must have, I mean, I'm, I know. sometimes they have, you know, um, what's his face there? Damn it. Joe Cross? No, older. <laughs> <laughs> guy hasn't been in the booth he's been sick and now i already forget his name jesus ben christ dodge. yeah ben, ben dodge he'd been announcing on and off even with his health difficulties i don't know if he was there or not but i didn't ask um bonsa says he was actually talking in the booth about how bonsignor went from 26th to 11th and asked in concern if he was saving tires at all and then he spun out before he finished that question <laughs> he's like <laughs> he feels bad broadcasters jinx which sucks uh, by the way, if Stafford ever wants me to announce a race, I'm totally game. Uh, I would love to do that, and I won't say shit, fuck, or tits at all, I swear. Um, <laughs> 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 or at least I'll try not to, I swear. 
Could you imagine the three of us sitting in the booth? Oh my god, they'd kick us out. They would have Stafford PD. Watch your profanity. <laughs> People would be flipping us off from the stands. Oh, they'd have Stafford PD escorting us out because we'd be pelted with food. It would just be like this for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Just see that one. Oh no, I'm what sorry. What the fuck is he doing? What an idiot! Goddamn hack! <laughs> All right, so. On lap 47 out of 100 on a restart, Chase Dowling had a mechanical problem, stacked up the field. In the midst of that, Chris Pasteriak climbed over the right side nerf bar of Ronnie Williams' car. So Pasteriak's on two right side tires for a moment, then lands on all four, slams the turn two wall, and goes up on the other two tires, riding the wall briefly before resting in turn four. That must have been oh, a hell of a ride. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> Local boy Chris Seems Pasteriak. Like- yeah, it seems like Chris just doesn't have any luck lately. Hmm, that sucks. Uh, let's see. Sam Ramu, uh, Les Hinkley were also involved. I think Matt Swanson got a piece of it as well. Ramu was done. Pastriak was done, obviously, but he was also okay. Hinkley got hurt a little bit down from that, or a little bit from that. I'm sorry. Williams and Swanson kept going. Probably hurt his arm or something. They they got open wheels and shit. Dowling's mechanical problem ended his night. That caused a red flag because Seekonk only has two wreckers. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they only got like two. And they were probably very busy. Um, oh, bunch. Yeah, you got to have like six of them in the pits, including two flatbeds when you have modifieds racing. Bonson made a bunch of corrections on who of the order of the cautions, but no big deal. We all know that they were cautions at some point. Um, we get a bunch of laps in before Galco spins again, this time in turn four. Hosfeld led the whole way up to this point. Nocella starts reeling in Hosfeld, though, and with about 30 to go, gets underneath Hosfeld for the lead. Hosfeld tried a crossover attempt, but Nocella was too fast. Nocella is about to lap Derek Roby, or Robbie, I'm sorry, when Robbie suddenly goes up the track in turn two and stops to bring out a caution with 20 to go. That was weird timing. Uh, we make it another lap before Galco spins for a third time, this time on the backstretch again. Jeez, I feel bad for this kid. Um, Hirschman had moved up to second by this point, passing Hosfeld. A few laps later, contact led to Tommy Barrett cutting a left rear tire, spinning in turn four as a result, bringing out the final caution of the race. The final restart saw Anthony Nocella pull away while Hosfeld got back to second from, or got away from Hirschman. Nocella took the win. Hosfeld second, Hirschman third. Galco spun on the white flag lap on the front stretch. Oh, boy. oh, I feel so bad for the guy. He's had four spins in the feature plus one in the heat race. And his mom died. Oh. Can we have worst day ever award goes to Matt Galco? I think we're going to have to add that award. You know, that's fine. I mean, there's no other nominees, I don't think, really. We'll just yeah. give him the award now. Here's your <laughs> here, award. Here you go. I have a trophy right here. I can't reach it, but I'll just get it later. Screw it. Here is your trophy. Worst day ever. I put a couple Xanaxes and uh, some like candy in there for you. Um, and anything helps. Oh, by the way, Bonsa says that they were done by about seven o'clock, which uh, that's a hell of a well, good run. They think they're a speed bowl? Well, it's Seekonk. It's actually a well run racetrack. Well, so. What time did it start? <laughs> Earlier. Noon? No, it was a little later than that. It was probably, you know, <clears throat> early afternoon. Probably early two. afternoon. It was early enough that they had probably started when I was on my way home from work, and I'm like, ah, it's too early. I can't make it. So, 
So my streak of not making it to Seekonk this year continues, or in the last in the last few years, I should say, continues. I really wanted to go, didn't make it. That sucks. I love Seekonk, and I wish I could make it there. But oh well. So all right. So there's that. Thank you, Bonsa, again. Really appreciate the uh, notes. I wish I could have seen this race, but uh, again, is what it is. All right. ACT ran their haunted 100 at Seekonk. DJ Shaw had a shot to wrap up the title a race early with this event. And uh, it was much different than last year because last year he came into the event and he was basically winning the championship until the last lap of the race. And I think, uh, oh, shoot, who won it last year? It was, uh, damn it, I can't remember. But uh, they passed like one car on the last lap and managed to steal the championship away or something. I can't remember, but it was really tight. But anyway, Shaw had a bigger, much bigger point lead, especially if you're ahead by, you know, a full, almost a full race, if you can lock it up after this one. So Jacob Burns, he won the Legends car race right before the ACT race. Is his nickname Rowdy? <sighs> yes. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> All you kids watching right now wanting to get to this level, don't do that. If your last name is Burns, please don't. Please don't nickname yourself Rowdy, please. Um, Anyway, but he'd won the $2,000 to win uh, Legends car race right before this event, so they actually delayed the start of the event so that he could take his Legends car over the scales and park it in tech and then get out and go to his ACT car, strap in, and come out with the field. So they held the race up a little bit for him, so I thought that was cool. Probably because he was also starting, I believe, on the front row. Now, keep in mind, no Seekonk regular. Oh, is it Ben Rowe? That's right. Yeah. I knew it was a guy's name I remembered, but Ben Rowe did that last year, uh, winning on like the last lap of the last race. Um, What was I saying? Oh, yeah. Seekonk regulars, they've run ACT cars for a while. And I think it was like the last 18 years that the ACT has been coming to Seekonk. Not one Seekonk regular has ever won the ACT race. That's crazy. Yeah, not one. Now, Burns led the race because, again, he started up front for a bunch. Um, Like I said, after he won the Legends car race, this was about a 100-lap race. Now... He'd, he led a bunch of it, and basically the race was behind him. But, like, with 25 laps to go, lapped cars were side-by-side side ahead of leaders Burns and DJ Shaw. Burns made a move to the bottom to try to just get by the rolling roadblock, got into one of the lapped cars, I think it was the 11 of Leclerc, and spun him out. Uh, that brought out a yellow. Burns had damage to his right front. And again, this brings up the thing. They didn't penalize him for spinning a lapped car out, obviously. I think they were even given the lapped cars the piggy flag, which if anybody's not uh, familiar, <laughs> that's right. That's the greatest flag in all of motorsports is the ACT piggy flag. It's a big pink flag with a silhouette of a pig on it. And that is basically their way of telling you, hey, pick a lane or the next flag you see, we'll pick one for you. And it's probably going to be the black flag. Um, I absolutely fucking hate this race. <laughs> <laughs> so he 
tries to get by the lapped car because DJ Shaw is breathing down his neck for the lead, right? And he spins out a lapped car. Doesn't get penalized, but the caution comes out. Now he's got to restart against Shaw. Great, you know? Um, so I think he might have damaged the right front of his car. Maybe the suspension or something. Um, either way, Burns was able to muscle back to the lead by putting a door to Shaw on the restart because he wasn't able... Actually, I'm sorry, I skipped over a part. He was unable to hold off Shaw, which is why I was questioning if he had damage. But he was also able to muscle his way back by the lead because he put a door to Shaw to take the lead back. Uh, But Shaw had enough room to do the crossover. He got back under him, come down the backstretch, and he returned the favor. Nothing really egregious. These guys were basically playing give back what you get. And it was yeah, race how I'm raised. Yeah, if if Burns gave the door to Shaw, Shaw would come back and give him the exact amount of door that he got. It would just be boop, go by. He'd do the crossover. Boop, go back under him. It was yep. not I'm going to come into the next corner and slam you or move you or whatever. They gave exactly what they got, and Short it was it was brilliant to watch. Well, it's that it's that air combat rolling scissors where they would just cross each other up. One would cross underneath the other guy as it come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With uh, 31 of these cars taking the green, there was no shortage of caution. Yeah, you heard that right. 31 ACT late models took the green at Seekonk. That's crazy. That's, that's like, an enduro race. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. <laughs> hey, whoa! you know there's a series doing something right if you got 31 cars taking part. Especially short track. Well, that's great I that they say. entered, but should they all be there at once? Let them race. It's if you're a, gonna send like four home, screw it. Just park them at the back of the pack and let them go. Pile. They had attrition. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> there was no Big shortage pile. of yeah. There was no shortage of cautions because one came out with seven laps to go, and what a finish between Burns and Shaw though, because Shaw or Burns found a second wind and was able to get back to the bottom of Shaw with two to go. They raced side-by-side, took the white flag. Shaw dumps the brakes in turn one, comes back and crosses over underneath Burns, gets a huge run down the backstretch, and was able to hand back the muscle that Burns got the lead for, handed it right back to him coming through three and four, and was able to take down the win. DJ Shaw won not only the race, but he secured the 2022 ACT Championship. Burns was second... And just a half a car away from being the first Seekonk regular to win an ACT race, he came up that short. And I need to give these guys a ton of credit. It was a hell of a race. Oh, it was brilliant. If you have uh, Racing America, if you have Racing America or Speed 51, it's on replay. Go back and watch it. It was amazing. It was a great race. Burns praised Shaw for how he raced him in his interview. And Shaw reciprocated. Has, he said he had a hell of a run all day, had a good day winning the Legends car race. And it was so nice to see guys go out and race hard, only give back what they got, and at the end of the day put on an amazing show. It makes me want to get rid of my sportsman and get an ACT car, even if no. I can't afford it. No. <laughs> Not I, every race is like that. I would that. never be able to compete, let's That's, be fair. That race is called a unicorn, right? No, it isn't. (laughs) No, it's not. Usually, they're upside down on their side winning the championship. No, that's just because you get walled by some non. (laughs) Sorry. 
Seekonk seems to put on that kind of racing a lot lately, though. The, so you know cool. what? Seekonk has bottomitis because um, Waterford has it. Stafford's starting to get it. Waterford doesn't have it anymore in an SK. No, no. Water, bottomitis is when the bottom groove goes away. Yeah. They're getting bottomitis at Seekonk because I'm seeing a lot of guys being able to run the outside and not fall backwards. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, I know it happens a lot in a midsummer there, but it, they did it at this not, race too. It's not midsummer anymore. No, and you know, it, I, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. A lot of guys at Seekonk this year have been able to hold the outside and win. I expect that at Thompson, not Waterford, Stafford, or Seekonk. No, it doesn't these, feel right. It's weird that all these tracks are getting bottomitis like right at the same time. It's just weird to me. I'm sorry. I don't know. Hmm. But anyway, the next race for these guys is that joint race at the Waterford Speed Bowl with uh, PASS, the Pro All-Star Series, and that uh, Street Stock Nationals, Regionals, Waterfords, whatever the hell they want to call it. And that's going to be up this weekend. I believe it's on Saturday. Is that the 29th? Saturday? Yes. I don't even know. But it's probably that day. <laughs> yeah, 29th on Saturday. Yeah, because Halloween is Monday. Oh, are we recording Monday? I have to take my kid Halloweening. I have to go trick or treating with you. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Roger told me I have to trick or treat with him. That's right. So I'll go work on race cars. Do we do we record on Monday? <laughs> we record Tuesday. What do we do? We'll, we'll figure it out. Record Sunday night. I don't know. Not a bad idea. Oh, Tuesday's I racing night. I can't do that. <laughs> Sunday night it is. If you have I racing and don't suck, send me a message. Yeah. Basically, if you're not an idiot, I suck and my internet sucks. <laughs> then don't message me. <laughs> Stay out of my DMs. Uh, I'm waiting for it. Anyway, <laughs> again, we don't. I mean, I think there was some racing up at where were they in New Hampshire? I don't even know. But again, we don't have one of those cool. tracks that are round. Star was it Lee. Star? Was it no. no, no, not Claremont. Claremont. I don't even remember. <laughs> Monadnock. They raced somewhere Hudson. up north. I didn't watch or know about any of it. So you're not getting any news from me. Anyway, <laughs> what was it called? Canaan Fair. Oh, wait. Oh, that's gone, isn't it? Sadly. That Ugh. was a cool ass track. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if there was any racing going on. Can't figure it out. So I'm just going to move on. I think the only thing we really got left is national news because, again, local racing is pretty much done for the year except for this one thing that's coming up at the end of the week for did Waterford. The speed, bowl run? the speed Bowl did run. I did not get any notes for the Speed Bowl, though. I saw, I think I saw Sean Monahan won the truck race, though. So. Yeah, it was, uh, I think it was the last race for the truck. And all four series? Monahans ran in that race. All four that are racing, at least. Well, yes. <laughs> um, there's no news on it from this guy, so let me go somewhere else. I believe it was the last points race for the Marshall Tour. Uh, let's see here. Oh, there they are. I can just click on their page. Perfect. Oh, Canaan Fair Speedway is now a road course. What? They They dug up the oval, and they have a road course there. What a weird thing to do. Thompson. Can Canaan Motor Club. <laughs> uh, let's see. They had a whole bunch of Enduros at Waterford. Um, I'm trying to figure out what the hell happened. There's a reverse flagpole race. I don't care. 
Why don't you find Mitch's right up? I'm looking right now. No Mitchell Mitchell today? (laughs) He probably did his job. I just didn't see it. Um, There's a compact Enduro. Don't care. Full-size Enduro. Don't care. Um, Chuck's going to be mad that you didn't want to talk about the compacts. Don't care. Isn't that what he races? Uh, He basically runs a compact Enduro, but I don't care. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Chuck. (laughs) Uh yeah, they had a they had the they had the final exit realty pro trucks race. Yeah, Sean Monahan did win that, and he I believe he became in sole possession of most Most divisions, most different divisions to have a win in at the Speed Bowl. I think he's got like nine. Um, Gerard Giordano took home the championship in the Truck Series, and I don't remember. I thought they ran an eight car mini stock race. Oh, the mini stock open 40 laps. They had the mini stock open race. Yeah. If you got less than 10 cars, I'm sorry, but you only do 10 laps. Um, (laughs) get them out of here. You'll get paid the same. Just hurry up, you know? All right. So, uh, yeah, again, I, I, sorry to the Waterford people, but I mean, when Seekonk has ACT and tour type modifieds, and even Legends cars, for God's sakes, they're going to probably draw a lot more than, I don't know, Enduros and a tr- truck feature, I guess. I don't know. But that's that's kind of par for the course for whoever made the schedule. It wasn't Sean. It was... Um, no, that wasn't it was Sean's whoever was it, Whoever made this schedule was uh, now gone from the Speed Bowl. So, thankfully. Thankfully, yeah, because he basically put shows together that don't draw people to the grandstands and it's like yeah that's not surprising so like i said if you're gonna put a bunch of enduros up i mean they had a trailer race too and they're fun to watch but if you asked me do you want to go to waterford or seekonk and i'd be like okay who's racing uh waterford has trucks and a whole shitload of enduros i'd be like okay what's seekonk got they got tri-track modified act late models i'd be like okay you don't have to say anything else i'm going to seekonk yeah. I'm sorry to be harsh about that, but that's just facts. I mean, that's what I would do as a fan. And, and I think you'll see that change next year. Oh, Sean well, is smart yeah. enough. He's not going to schedule on top of events if, like that. If ownership is smart enough to keep Foster as the GM, that will change. Like, you'll see more interesting events coming because it would be... Absolutely. I mean, this was like, really? Ew. It's like scheduling up against the SRX. Like, they did that one year. It's like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> like, no one is going to come see you when the grandstands are full at fucking Stafford. You know? New Smyrna probably had more people in the stands that night. Oh, my God. 35. You can count them in their two hands. Uh, so, anyway, yeah. We could probably go to some uh, national news. All right. They were at Homestead, and they actually had all three divisions. Now, I don't think they should run any sort of playoff style format in racing regardless of what division it is but especially trucks because when they're not racing every week during the playoffs you have no freaking idea what the hell's going on no no clue it's it's tough to keep track i got no idea where they are what they're doing how many people are left what's their cutoff rate no clue yeah it's tough to keep track so Uh, i actually had to go dig for it yeah this was a cutoff yeah, this was their cutoff because they don't run at Martinsville, which they should be running at yes. Martinsville. They have the freaking Whalen Modified Tour coming up this Thursday for their final point race. Where are they at? 
Martinsville. Yeah, Why aren't the trucks? Modifieds, trucks, and cup at the Martinsville. It should race. be Modifieds, trucks, Xfinity, cup. They should be running all of them. Nah. Well, they're running Xfinity and cup anyway. Well, don't run cup then. <laughs> they should run them and Silver Crown and 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 some uh, midgets. Make it a week long event. There you go. Two make it a, a make night. it late make model it extravaganza. They should late run the late. Stock. They should run the late model Why stock not? race then. Yeah. How many clocks do you need to build? Why you don't run need the to build them all? Just build the pictures. Why run the three hundred semi to bring all the trophies? Right. Yeah. Why Why run the three hundred earlier in the season when you can run it right now and do everything at once? They got lights now. Run it anyway. I keep talking and my notes keep closing because you know digital. Yeah, but notes. they got to get those people in the stands on different days so they can maximize their revenue. Is what they'll say. Well, sell the tickets then. Oh yeah, that's a problem too for NASCAR. Make it cheaper. People will come. All right. That's another thing I'll talk about during our wants and needs episode. All right. Um, trucks at Homestead. I'll just go through the uh, talking points like usual. John Hunter Nemechek walled his shit and stepped on his dick yet again with only 14 laps in and killed his title hopes. <laughs> Didn't Ouch. he do this last I year, too? I mean, it's a fair assessment, kind of. too. He did it at Phoenix. He I freaking can't... walls his shit second lap going for the title. I can't disagree. Second lap. What you said. More yeah. on him later. I mean, <laughs> more I, on I, him crashing later. Yes, I, th- I think it's it's kind of weird how, well, not really weird, but KBM is either folding their trucks or switching over to Chevy or whatever. I've heard they're doing Chevy. I don't know if they're folding. Yeah, they're going to Chevy. But it, yeah. it's like they kind of just like took a knee for the rest of the <laughs> for the whole rest of the year after that was announced, and they just been nowhere. I think Toyota like, Toyota's just kind of like. Okay, well, we lost him, and they just cut well, so support. You, you like, to, okay, yeah, they lost Kyle Busch. Oh, They're going to lose all his shock business, people. They're going to lose all his setup people. Absolutely a business decision to pull support. Yeah. <clears throat> lost his support, lost all his crew members from the Kate, from the Gibbs people. You know, all those specialized people that make the trucks go extra fast. Yep. Now it's just a nut squad out there. Just running around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you look at guys like Tyler Reddick. know what they're doing. You know. You look at guys like Tyler Reddick, and he is in that kind of a situation where he's like probably getting the cold shoulder, and he goes out and wins two more races, <laughs> and just runs up front all the time. And he got paid an extra year, yeah, to not drive the car, which is sweet. <laughs> they bought out his contract, which was fucking yeah. sweet for him. But anyway, back to the truck race. Grant Enfinger did the exact same thing with fifty-five laps to go, stepped on it, and uh, drove his ass in the wall and wrecked his championship hopes. I wonder um, what it sounds like when you step on your dick. That one sucks because he's he's a short tracker and I respect him a lot. Yeah, but he's a he's a good shoe. Sometimes he goes over just you know. Yeah, he's just not clutch. Um, I cannot listen to him talk. Yeah, <laughs> that is. By that the way, is, that's rough, dude. Anybody? Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough listen. Oh, uh, yeah, it is. Did anybody watch the end of this race? Yes. Okay. Were there any team orders with Thor Sport? And trying to get Ben Rhodes into the playoffs because he sure tried to make it not look like it. Because <laughs> his teammates Matt Crafton and Christian Eckes didn't pass him when they both had a shot at him, especially when that lapped car—I don't even know who the hell it was—I forgot—slid up into him. Was that Patrick Emmerling? No, Patrick was in the Xfinity race. Oh, okay, I think. yeah, yeah, he was—he was—he was, was, blocked. He was—it was in their way for the Xfinity. Never mind. Yeah, but anyway, um. He had to dump the throttle coming to the white flag. That was Carson's teammate in the 45. Oh, okay. Whoever yeah, sucks in that car. Just a revolving door. Who the hell knows who it is? Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, they had ample run on him, and they could have both probably gotten by him, but Crafton just pushed him. And then the other guy just dumped the throttle because he was eight down, whereas this kid was in if they don't pass him. Well, didn't they also like slide off the corner a little bit, get a little slideways? Well, I thought they like to make it sound like they did. You can make um, it. They made it look good. That's for sure. They Eck made is, it on I'll, the heels of Cole Custer. They made it look good. Eck has made it look real good because he you made know. a he made a run on Rhodes to the bottom coming out of four, and he pulled up next to him coming to the line. And he made it look real good, but he could have passed him like fifteen freaking times in the last ten laps. Like he just they never probably did. had a closed door meeting before the race and said, uh, at the end of the race, if if you're in a position to to stay behind him, stay behind him. And they probably didn't broadcast their intentions over the radio. They probably just said, I don't know. They probably had code words or something. Well, the, all four know. tires were up, definitely. Yeah, nothing they, looked like it was. They going probably out. had a. They probably had some kind of code where they would just call out the number of the car that was or the truck that was going to make it through, and if you weren't that number, you had to protect that number. Basically, yeah. who knows? I'm just. They're just, gonna. They're gonna come up with a whole series of conversations and code words and code conversations to to make it sound good. How's now. that water temp? <laughs> hey, your tire looks flat. Man. What? <laughs> I didn't know that. I have the steering wheel. I didn't feel a flat tire, but okay, and just dump the throttle. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Ty Majeski kept his momentum rolling, and he won his second career truck race, which was also the last or two of the last three races. The no, he's on fire right now at the right time. Yeah, this is perfect. They say when you win that first one, the others come easier, and I don't know if this is any easier because this is just him lighting up wins and just. I mean, he's doing so well, and I'm happy for him. Yeah, it's um, about time, too. Yeah, you it's know, great. Suffering junk for a while. Yeah. Um, the final four drivers going into Phoenix, because they don't race at you know a short track where they should be racing at because they're the truck series. Mm-hmm. Again, we'll have that in – we'll have our beliefs in that in the uh, Wants and Wishes episode. Um, include Majeski, Zane Smith, Ben Rhodes, and Chandler Smith. No relation. For the title at Phoenix, knocked out were Stuart Friesen by one point, Eckes, and and Finger. He should have brought four trucks with him. Yeah, right. (laughs) And uh, John Hunter Nemechek. So there is your top four for the truck series. Again, they should be racing at Martinsville. I hope Ben Rhodes wins again, just so we could see another drunken interview. I let me see. Let me look through the list here. Uh, I just hope Majeski wins because he's the only deserving one, except for Zane Smith. Zane Smith has had a hell of a year. Yeah, and he's had that kid is he's, good. He's almost ready. He's he's definitely ready to take on Xfinity. That's for sure. Yeah, it's only I'm only caring about Zane Smith and Ty Majeski. I don't care about anyone else right yeah. now. He's got oh, a lot. Realistically, yes. I'm just saying for the interview. Oh, just for the interview, I don't care. The entertainment purposes. Yeah, you see, yeah. At least, well, at least he didn't cut himself like Brad Keselowski did that one oh my time. God. Gouge his hand open. Well, it's the last race of the year. Screw it. Uh, that was funny, though. Party hard. Xfinity was there at Homestead. All right. So, um, JJ Yaley and Riley Herbst crashed pretty much immediately. Scheduled tweet. Yeah. Scheduled tweet. <laughs> I want to know what that scheduled tweet says. <laughs> it's just we knew it was going to happen, so we scheduled it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, AJ Allmendinger, I think he entered somewhere around like 14 points below the cut line. 
But yeah. he, he was below it. He had a he had a rough week with that uh, loose wheel last week. That's yeah, what, that's that what hurt did him, him in. Uh, that hurt yeah, a lot. Pretty bad. So he was behind the eight ball, but more on him later. New Englander C.J. McLaughlin had some weird mystery spin down the backstretch and brought out the caution right before the end of stage two. C.J. McLaughlin came from uh, ACT Late Models, I believe, and I don't know how the hell he got up in Never New York but yeah, me neither. Because uh, I don't remember him doing much around here. Uh, not to badmouth him, but hey, he's the one in the Xfinity car. I'm the one in the mail truck. Justin Allgaier encountered the wall and had a tire come apart with four laps to go in stage two, so they didn't get too hurt by that issue. But with 18 laps to go, he'd make sure that he would wipe the right side off the car and ruin his day completely, because that's exactly what he did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Noah Gregson just put it to him all day, though, because he led, like, what, 199 laps? Like, he dominated this thing. And uh, he got the win without puking on himself. Unfortunately. I... He, lo- he looked like shit. <laughs> I'm yeah, not he kidding. He looked like he was struggling. He looked like he was hungover. I'm like, are you diabetic, you know? son? What's wrong with you? Um, but he put himself into the championship four at Phoenix. Honestly, he really should work on his cardio, though. Because if you're wiped out that much after these races, how effective are you going to be in cup with longer races? Come on, dude. Get your get your workout game. I don't know. Here. There, there's a little bit of Jesus. work to go through. <laughs> get on a treadmill, dude. Jesus, eat better, exercise. I, I don't think it's that. It's, it's, it's holding his breath with 20 laps to go. He, How the hell do you under, hold your breath? He's an underwater specialist. I don't know. I don't understand why people hold their their breath when I don't they're know. nervous. It's just, it's, I've never done that. Yeah, well, you're not in the, in the cup car either. <laughs> no, I don't know. Maybe if we held our breath and puked a little bit more often, we up there. I don't know. But, yeah, it's too bad he didn't because that would have been funny. But, yeah, he looks... He looked winded. He looked, he looked rough. Yeah. Hey, we kicked the asses. He didn't listen to anything that the interviewer hey, had me, to say. Hey, told me I got breathe. I breathe. <laughs> I can't breathe. Soon. Did you listen to his interview? Yeah, he sounded. He's sitting there, and they're asking him. I think it was, well, who the hell was it? Marty asking him questions? I forget who was the on internet, pit road. The interviewer, whatever. Yeah, whoever it was. He but, just gave um, an answer. He didn't answer like any of the questions and he was standing right next to him listening to him like he didn't <laughs> i'm like bro he asked you a question and you went off in a completely different direction like where are you right now yeah noah gregson answers his own questions I, yeah i don't remember exact exactly what the questions were and what his answers were at this point but i do recall sitting there thinking to myself that he was doing it intentionally yeah, I'm just. I was really concerned because I'm like, we, dude. I thought it was weird that he answered his own questions. I'm like, you're not what even like answering questions. You're just like doing your own thing. Like he'll ask. He asked him something about like something very specific, and he completely glossed over it and went to something else. Like, oh yeah, the car was good all day, and it's like, dude, he didn't ask that question. <laughs> Where the fuck are you right now? Somebody drug test that kid. All right. Um. <laughs> So, <laughs> by the way, going back to A.J. Allmendinger, he would capitalize on others' misfortune and put himself above the cut line by five points at the end of this race. So he was out. Now he's back in. Uh, so far, going into the cutoff race at Martinsville, it's Josh Berry and Noah Gregson locked in on wins. Ty Gibbs is plus 30. 
and A.G. Allmendinger now plus five. You know, what's funny is that if Josh Berry didn't win last week, he would be seventh. Really? He would be seventh in points if he wasn't. Like where Sam Mayer is? That's correct. Wow. Somebody please crash Ty Gibbs. Oh. So outside looking in right now is Allgaier at minus five. Austin Hill is minus seven. Sam Mayer is minus 28. Brandon Jones is minus 38. So basically it's up for grabs between the, you know, A.J. Allmendinger, uh, let's see, Allgaier and Austin Hill. But Mayer and Jones are pretty much win to get in. So. They're going to a track that Brandon Jones could probably win. Possibly win. Well, he did once. Hmm. He did He did win once, remember? It's not out of question. He did win once in, in the most unhappy win that Joe Gibbs ever ever had in his career. When Sam Mayer got together with uh, Tider Tot. Oh, that's right. And then and he then snuck Jones, under him both to win the race. Him. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and the Joe coach, Gibbs was so unhappy because he, he, he won. Was, he was like, yeah, I've never seen a, a winning owner so miserable. Remember that? Yeah. Have you seen, by the way, somebody posted that Jesse wouldn't see it. He, had, he doesn't have Twitter. No. But I saw somebody do a screen cap of Kyle Bush's likes on Twitter because you can see what people like. And it were Please two- don't say Pizzagate. No, 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 no. It was two things that were quite degrading to his current team. Oh. Like, this guy gave 15 years and 50 wins and two championships and et cetera, et cetera, just to get thrown out for Ty Gibbs or something, and he liked that. He's like, yep, <laughs> and other stuff. So he's really, you can tell the guy is quite upset So about the situation. So, I mean, I don't think, mm-hmm. I think Joe well, Gibbs, took two to honestly, tango. I think Joe Gibbs and um, Richard Childress are two birds of a feather. They're they're probably very kindly and outgoing looking in public, but they're probably petty pieces of shit in in private. I guarantee it. Well, Kyle Busch is probably a petty piece of shit too. Right. I'm not. I didn't so, say he wasn't. I'm just right. saying. They I've said heard that Rick they, Hendrick is behind doors as well. So. Well, I guess they, this is how you make money, right? They said you know, they Joe Gibbs Racing you know, said that they tried to retain him or whatever. They did work a long time to try to retain him, but you know, well, it's easy when tighter tots going to work for a fraction pittance. of the pittance. Yeah, the pittance. Yeah, yeah. I still can't help but wonder though, if all the way Kyle acted over the years and and all his outbursts and everything, how much that affected his chance to get sponsorship. Yeah, because you had a sponsor that would put up with it. And now they're gone, and no yeah. one else is putting up with it. I mean, David Wilson from TRD uh, made a bunch of videos where, like, I thought he was going to cut himself. He <laughs> seemed so sad. Well, think about it. The guy <laughs> the is probably team. a lot more loyal than the team is to Kyle Gibbs. It's probably a manufactured thing. He seems much more loyal to this guy than the team actually was, like I said. So. I yeah. mean, they loved having him represent their brand because he won everything in Toyotas. Didn't matter I, I what it was. I have to say, though, I can't wait to see if Kyle Busch sinks or swims at RCR. Mm. It'll be interesting to see because they got a whole year of development under their belt. And he's not just it, jumping in dry like Kurt had to. Well, and is he the type of driver that can take mediocre equipment? Like, I mean... You're going to see his true, true colors now. Mm-hmm. He's never been in anything that wasn't the manufacturer flagship. He was with yeah. Hendrick. 
mm-hmm. who is a Chevy manufacturer flagship. Right. He is with Gibbs, who is a Toyota manufacturer flagship, and now he's going to a second tier uh, Chevrolet flagship. A B-level flagship. team. A yeah, B-level team. Which B level priority? At have least, they yeah. won races? Oh yeah, they certainly yeah, have. Of course, even with both drivers. But even with you're gonna see the frustration <laughs> factor come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll I see if he so. makes them better or whatever. Hot take. I hope they have success because I've generally started to like the way Kyle Busch has been, at least in the media lately, and how he's reacted to questions. He's not. I mean, he's still being a dick, but he's not being an outright dick about it. You think he does it because he has to be now? Probably. Yeah, kind of has to be. It's kind of fun the way he's he's got this snide sense of humor. Yeah. Well, I'll take any sense of humor from him. Yeah, that's fine. Kurt, it's funny. It, it, he could probably take a lesson from newly retired Kurt Busch. You know? Well, yeah. Kurt Busch used to is... be an insufferable asshole. Oh, complete. Yeah, we and, could be seeing now, a transformation. Yeah, and now you know, and Kurt Busch present day is loved and revered and respected and a voice in the garage and it's a completely 180 mm-hmm. well how did how really did Bush get to where he is his like change in attitude jimmy he spencer. had to eat a piece of humble pie three times in the face yeah. jimmy spencer's <laughs> face had hit him in the face a couple times well maybe this is kyle bush's humble pie well we'll see uh hot take though i bet if he does poorly he doesn't come back like just flat out retires I'm just I don't putting think you would flat out retire. From, I'm just putting it racing. out there. No, it'll just go race his truck and just say screw it. Who would his manufacturer be at that point? Whoever wants to sign on. Dodge. <laughs> yeah, right. They ain't coming. They're busy playing with straight line stuff. Yeah, they don't make we don't make enough horsepower for Dodge now. That'll be part of our wants and needs episode. Yeah. All right, so closing it out. Again, shorter episode this week because news is less. All right. Cup series homestead. Bring it back here a hair. John Hunter Nemechek caught the wall and spun out almost immediately in his return to cup to sub for sus- suspended Bubba Wallace. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Well, he's also had less time in the car. Yeah, but he it's did the new... same thing in the truck series. <clears throat> caught it's the a... wall, spun out. That's he true. was the one, though, that tested don't that get car for... Yeah, but he tested at Homestead just weeks before. Right, he did. He in was that part car. of it. He was part of that test. Well, sorry, John Hunter. I tried for you, you know, but you know, <laughs> these guys won't let you have it. They're going to go get you. Yep, we're going to get you for this <laughs> one. John Hunter need a check. Don't wreck, and we won't point it out. That's um, a good name. Anyway. We used to call it Joe need a check every time when Jeff Fuller used to start in park. <laughs> well, he needed one. He was the same way. He was. He also came for money, too. So. Right. But anyway, lots of cars would get loose off turn two. Joe need a check. Yeah. yeah. Lots of cars were having problems getting loose off a of turn two, especially up high. Most notably, uh, Tyler Reddick, who ended up in the backstretch wall pretty hard. That sucked. And uh, yeah, I'm, I know a lot of guys are ripping the top side around, but no more than um, Kyle, Kyle Larson. Larson. I mean, did you watch his in-car camera that's on the right side of the car? There couldn't have been I six inches around the wall the whole way around the track. He did it the whole race. I don't know if every he, lap. Remember, you remember the old cliche from Saint Dale of Canapolis, where he could see the air. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you know, I wonder if Kyle Larson could see the air cushion because he's said, riding it like a dirt track cushion. They said that you in know? in like uh, wind tunnel testing, they used to test cars up against a barrier like a wall, and they said that it would generate some kind of pocket of air because it's basically creating higher air pressure because there's less 
area and it's packing air into yeah, it. I wonder if he could well, feel that. Well, because the car's in yaw too, so it's it's making it's kind of wedging like it. a funnel wedge, yeah, like that. And that's that force of the air going through the back opening that's smaller than the front is definitely going to help. Yeah. So I mean, it could be helping, and he could be just riding that cushion of air. It I don't know. I'm not a scientist or nothing. So anyway, um, yeah, it sucks. Tyler Reddick wrecked off of turn two. Now here's a talking point. Martin Truex got spun on pit lane late by Kyle Larson when Truex went into went to turn into his pit. Basically, uh, Truex tried to exit the highway from the left lane, checked up in front of Larson before he turned instead of just fading over and then hitting the brakes. How much signal I need to cut across eight lane? None? I turn now. Good luck, everybody else. <laughs> Who got in trouble for posting that? Wasn't it Kyle Larson who posted that and got in trouble even though he is Asian? (laughs) Gotta love the world we live in. It's so stupid. He's so stupid. (laughs) I was on a conference call today with a woman that did exactly like that, and I could not turn my camera on. I had to shut it off. I couldn't keep a straight face. (laughs) You pay now. Um. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I think that was from Family. Well, Guy did too. you listen to both of their interviews late after? Uh, I have some quotes from Truex. He said, "I'm not blaming it on him. I can't blame it on him. It's half my fault too. I just thought I would get a little courtesy, a little tap of the brakes. But it is what it is, right? Because uh, he's supposed to just yield to you." <laughs> it's just typical. I mean, it was only twenty percent Kyle Larson's that, fault. I would say it's about twenty percent Kyle Larson's that's, fault. That's that's half the quote, though. Yeah, no, because I, just, I only posted half of that. Because because the other half was is that number one, the sunshine was not in a good spot, and there's all kinds of rubber on the on the on the uh, windshield, dust, dust, dirt, rubber, yeah. dust, dirt, rubber, and he couldn't see his pit stall. And yeah, he had to make a late choice. And to be fair. Kyle Larson said the same thing. There was dust. There was rubber. He couldn't see anything, so he couldn't see. He's just watching his tack. You know, he's watching his tack, and he's up against Martin. And I'm sure he's looking for Martin's pit stall because he's knowing that he's going to stop and slow down anytime soon. And he couldn't see it either because mm-hmm. wouldn't you want to check the guy in front of you too? You know, to, to maybe you know get that anticipation. But no, Kyle Larson said the same thing. So yeah. if if they're both saying the same thing like that, I'm going to count. Bo- I'm going to count that as pretty much the truth, man. No, I do, yeah. yeah. I was going to mention that, but I'm glad you did. Um, oh, I didn't even have notes for that. No, I'm saying that, yeah, they, they did both blame the sun and the condition of the windshields. I mean, when you come to pit road, they're going to rip a tear off, and that's going to clean your windshield for you. Yeah. They didn't have that chance yet. Truex, I don't know if somebody was counting him down to his pit or not, or if he just couldn't see his stall because the sun was in his eyes. But he turned late. I know he said he was expecting some kind of uh, courtesy, but, I mean, you really kind of can't. I watched Ross Chastain pit on the same exact pit stop. As soon as they started counting him down, he moved a lane over to the left so that the people behind yep. him wouldn't run him over. He never slowed down, but he moved over and then turned into his pit. Like he got out of the way because he was going to turn in so that somebody wouldn't run over the back of him, which is exactly what happened to Martin Truex, who just kind of slowed down while still in line. And these guys are still doing pit road speed. They don't owe him anything. You know, they don't owe him any sort of brake tap. They're running their own race, even if it is on pit road. It's unfortunate that they got into him, even though, you know, it was more like 
extenuating circumstances that they didn't see the pit stall. Well, I'm glad with. they got the. I'm glad they got the high jumper instead of the sprinter out there on pit road because he jumped over that pit wall real quick on Martin's crew. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he got out of the way quick, and thankfully no one got hit. Yeah, I'm just glad he gave an adult interview instead of his typical whiny bullshit. Yeah, he's so it's pretty yeah. prototypical for him. Like I expected him to go a little bit deeper into saying that people should give him more room and give him lanes and do this and that for him because he always expects people to move over for him. And it's like, I deserve some courtesy and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you don't. Um, it's a race. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been seeing a lot of people saying, hey, why isn't NASCAR penalizing the five car for spinning him out on pit road? It's like, this is apples and oranges, bro. Like, this no. isn't the same thing. He didn't gas up and take him out. That's not no. that's not what happened. Martin slowed down and he got into him. That was it. Like he didn't expect him to slow down directly in front of him. He expected him to fade over and get out of the way so he wouldn't get hit from behind. If you're that in could one have of been these a Darf comment that a weak ones. Yeah, but that was too easy. I think it was a yeah. low hanging fruit. Probably. Well, we we've um, seen how close some of the battles off of pit road are too. You got to get every inch. If you are not up against the car in front of you, that could be a tenth of a second. Well, and and pit stops are a lot yeah. faster now with one lug nut. Yeah. So the margin of any error, any give or take, you have to give next to negative nothing. Like I see guys, so, I see guys un, when when you see guys under caution pitting, and they basically come off of the banking. You'll see guys speed up to catch up to the line so that they're not far away when everybody comes down pit road to pit. You know what right. I mean? They're not just going to let people get ahead of them by half a car. That could be the difference between them gaining or losing a position on pit road. You have to be right on the bumper of the guy. And I actually watched uh, somebody in the, what the hell was it? Was it the Xfinity race? It might have been somebody in the Xfinity race. I forget who it was. But they were coming down pit road. It might have been Trevor Bain, actually. I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and look. Yeah, he got caught speeding on pit road. Well, somebody was going too slow in front of them when they were coming to their pit. I forget exactly who it was, but they just ran into that car and just pushed them down pit road because they were going too slowly. And so if they'd slowed down, that would have hurt their pit stop time. You know what I mean? So they just stuck to their lights, pushed the car ahead of them, and then turned into their pit. And hope that you're <laughs> actually making the car in front of you speed or something. Well, no, they just wanted to make sure they were stuck on their own lights and they weren't going to slow down just because somebody else was being conservative. You know what I mean? They weren't giving anything away. That's how little these guys give up on pit road. So to think that you're going to penalize a guy because somebody slowed down in front of them and no, get real. Like you could tell that somebody's a Martin Truex fan. <laughs> You know, why didn't he? Pe oh, I know why I didn't penalize him. It's Hendrick. Shut up. <laughs> You're just as equally stupid. We know. It's okay. Thank you. We, we get we, it. We get it, you guys. Okay. We get it. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> anyway, uh, Kyle Larson went on to completely dominate the rest of the race, ripping the top. Absolutely. I mean, on fire. This guy was so fast. No one was touching him. Like, no one. Like, he would get Martin out. Martin was the only one that was close enough. Martin was close, but he would still pull him. Yeah. You know, there yeah. was a great battle at the end between uh, next year's full-time colleague driver, a guy by the name of A.J. Allmendinger, and uh, 
surprise of the year, Ross Chastain. Uh, I forgot to put the uh, championship ones down. I hope you did, just because I, I kind of didn't. I so do. I do. I have them right here. All right. Um, oh, Joey won. That's right. Yeah, he has Yeah, okay. Win. That's right. Um, but Ross is he he hasn't won like at all during the playoffs, but he's just been super. Not many super, playoff drivers have won during the playoffs. You're right, they really haven't, because a non playoff driver won in um a lot of them. All oh, three races of the first round. That's yep. right. And then Larson fell out and he won this race. Yep. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but and we're kinda see, there right now. It's like Joey's like the only one that's won in the playoffs. Or Christopher he, Bell. Oh yeah, Bell Plus, won his way in, but then Christopher Bell and Joey Logano, the only guys that have won their way in to yeah. this round of eight. Yeah, Christopher Bell rode the roller coaster, wins his way in, and then gets wrecked by someone else's idiot mistake. Right. And uh, it costs him. Now he's behind. Yeah, now he's he's in another. I was going to say, you go ahead. You have the points ahead of you. So. Yeah, he's in almost another must-win situation because he's he's about 30-something back from from uh, Byron and Hamlin and Chase Elliott. They're all w- w- relative range. Uh, Ryan Blaney, who didn't have a lot of playoff points coming into this whole deal, he's the only one in on points. He he really needs a lot of help. Yeah, he's minus 18. Yeah, he he didn't do any, th- any favors by not getting a lot of playoff points. and he He's almost in a must-win situation. And he, he screwed himself because he was actually pretty quick all day. Yeah. And he says, yeah, I downshifted like an idiot on his exit. To, he exited pit road, accidentally downshifted the car, and spun out, brought out a caution late. So he lost a lot of track position on that. And it's like, man, that, yeah. that really hurt him. Because now he's down 18 when he was he was in it like a race or two ago. Now he's out 18. That sucks. Yeah, and, and Chase Briscoe's even way worse. He, he's, he's done if he don't win. Yeah. You have to. He, yeah. he can't possibly get that much help. No, you can't get 44 points here. You have to win. Christopher Bell's back 33. He has to win. Hamlin's only out five on Byron, and I think he can make that up on Byron, especially at Martinsville. Hamlin yeah, is the I best at Martinsville. Yeah. Daniels, bar none. Denny is the odds-on favorite to win. I mean, Logano, is, Logano has muscled his way by Denny here, so I mean... It's well. It's uh, also going to be a very, very much a track position race based on what we saw in the spring. Right. So, question. Hopefully, it's different, but it won't be. Question. Yes. Now that with now that the dust is settled with the uh, Bubba Wallace controversy. Yeah. Uh, and the head injuries are still kind of the dust hasn't really settled on that yet. Not yet. What do you guys think about this being the race or next week where somebody's going to get Ross Chastain? Like they said that they would. Because they haven't yet. Because they haven't yet, and I don't think they're going to because of I all mean, the bad press that is going to be with the head injuries and whatnot. Denny, but you guys go ahead. Denny yeah, at this point kind of got him at Pocono once, but like... He gave him a chance to lift, though. So yeah, he but like, really like I it. said, he kind of did. Yeah. But no one has made good on their promise to get Ross Chastain back, which means they're all a bunch of pussies. And they're not going to. No, and they're not going to because of this whole head injury thing that NASCAR is kind of dealing with. And I know we are going to the slowest racetrack, though. Right, but does that matter? To me, it doesn't. But well, they just set a precedent on wrecking someone on purpose, and now there's a microscope on this guy. So if you go out there and you punt him and wreck him, they're going to see that as being on purpose. What if you get a fine and points for that? Alex Bowman's concussion didn't even come from a stationary object. It was another car that was sliding while he was also sliding. I thought he hit the wall. 
at Texas. No, well, he got hit when he came off the wall. Oh, okay. Right in the back. Oh, I, I didn't see it that was part. Both really. Probably both, because you hit once and then you hit again. Well, he got he went into the wall backwards and slapped over to the right side, and that's where he got his head injury. And then he probably got hit again, but I'm yeah. not sure. I have to look it up. But Oops, yeah, what am I doing here? But uh, yeah, I'm curious to which, uh, especially Phil's take for some reason. I don't know why. Hmm. You no. Know? Yeah, I'm very interested in. What do you think, Phil? Do you think they're going to go after him or what? What's the, what's Kyle? Know. What's Chastain's chances in this playoff? I think Chastain wins the title. I can't argue against that. He's got speed, and he's <laughs> he's pretty much he's, good everywhere. Yeah, he's good everywhere. He's honed his craft really well this year. From, yeah, after the, I mean, yeah, go ahead. He hasn't had a lot of problems with people the second half of the year. I feel like he learned his lesson, and I think a lot of the drivers, like AJ, had problems with him earlier in the year and yeah. raced him really clean and respectfully because that's how he was being raised. They shook hands on pit road. Yeah, they I had think a great that's what battle. What it's going to come down to is if Ross respects these guys and doesn't turn into a dick with the front bumper. I think they'll race him clean, but the second he steps mm-hmm. over the line, he's going to be spun out or in the wall or something. Yeah, they had a great battle for second. They raced each other super clean, well, gave each other lanes. They had a good time. They shook hands on pit road. I thought it was great. So, yeah, minute, yeah I minute. think it's going to be brought to a case-by-case basis at this point. If Ross is an idiot, they're going to treat him like an idiot from here on out. The minute the head injury controversy came in, he, that he much, toned it down. So you know he can do it. Yeah, You know he, he can did do it, it clean. So we'll see what happens. I think he's going to be the wild card. He's going to be the, you know, I think he, he can make it through if he has a clean race at Martinsville. Uh, I don't know if they're really that great at short tracks, but uh, hopefully he can have a clean race. I'd like to see him in the final four for that team because that's really, Trackhouse is really changing the dynamic of how a team is run. So I'd really like to see them succeed, especially making it to the championship race. That would really bring up a lot of sponsorship for them and, and a lot of attention. So, um I'm I'm excited to see what's going to happen though. I love short track racing, but they got to fix this package before it really becomes good again. So watch the uh, modified tour race. It's going to be on Flow this Thursday night at uh, Martinsville. It's the final race of the year. They've got like five drivers within how many points? Is it fourteen? Thirteen. No, points. three drive. Four drivers within thirteen points. Yep, John McKennedy. Yep, and uh, Ron Ronnie Silk. Silk. Yep. Still looking for his first win of the year. Right. Justin Bonsignor has got four. Yep. He's behind Silk, who's the minus 11. And Eric Goodale, who definitely has a, you know, he, he looks like he wants it. 13. He's, he's won at Martinsville. And he won at Thompson. Yep. So he's getting, he's getting hot at the end of the year here. Minus 13. So, again, that's going to be on flow live from Martinsville this Thursday. Then they're going to have no truck race, which they should be having on Friday. And then they're going to have, what, Xfinity Cup, normal stuff Saturday, Sunday. And then they're going to have, let's see, weekly they're going to have the ACT Pass and Street Stock Nationals race at Waterford. That'll be fun to come out and watch. Uh, Get your racing in while you can. The cold is coming. You're going to miss it for six months, trust me. I think it's going to be 60 degrees. It's probably going to be nice. We're seeing a little bit warmer temperatures. I'm not complaining at all. Um, like I that said, that just means February is going to suck donkey balls. Yeah, we're going to get three feet of snow for you guys anyway. <laughs> yeah, for us it's going to suck. We're dead where we stand. Right. I'll be I'll be racing in February. There you go. I'm going to fly down and go race your car for you on February. <laughs> no, I'm thinking I'm going to try and run speed weeks if they do repave new speed. That place is going to be fast. You just want you just want to try to go for track records or something 
<laughs> I mean, I'm fast at New Sparta. I just suck on the little stop in the middle of the corner tracks. Well, you'll figure it out. All right, I don't have any more notes, and this thing is only a short by a half hour. <laughs> so, anybody got anything else to part on? Nope, I need dinner. My stomach is screaming at me. Christ, it's nine o'clock. Eat something. I, I ate, forgot. I ate a I whole was busy goddamn in the shop. My diet falls off the face of the earth on Mondays because I just buy a pizza and I'm just like, I kill the whole thing. I don't save any of it because I have zero self-control. All right, we're done here. That's why I don't eat pizza anymore. Yeah, I got to stop. I really do. Probably sounds communist. Yeah, whatever. So you can find this podcast on every major podcast platform. You can find us on Instagram at Making Laps Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast. You can find us, uh, let's see, you can send some feedback if you'd like to makinglapspodcast at gmail.com. You can also send us a voicemail. Trust us, we will play it. And it's easy to do over at anchor.fm slash makinglaps. You can select the voicemail icon. You can do it from your phone. Your phone has a microphone in it, especially if you've got a smartphone. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at brentgleason01. You can find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash brentgleason. I'm going to have a new video coming up very soon. Uh, subscribe there if you can. You can find Phil at... At PJX Racing on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And you can find Jesse here. here. <laughs> All right, boy. How do we end the show? Please, please do it nice. Keep the door side down and stay on fence. Thank you for listening. Thank you, boy. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah.